0: AutoLine Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, your journey, our passion, and by Dow Automotive Systems, improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives
1: at DowBetamate.com. Hello and welcome to a brand new AutoLine Daily. I'm Sean McElroy filling in for John today. In the second half of the show, we'll take a look at converting fleet vehicles to run on propane. But now let's get to the day's top stories. As we've reported, Fiat Chrysler CEO Sergio Marchionne is attempting to buy the remaining shares of the American automaker from the UAW's VEBA Healthcare Trust Fund. And according to Bloomberg, Marchionne has tapped Ron Bloom to ad- advise him on buying the rest of Chrysler. You may remember that Bloom, who has experience working with labor, led the Obama administration's bailout team during the Chrysler and GM bankruptcies. And speaking of Chrysler, the company is using more manual labor to help boost engine output. The Detroit News reports that the company added a second shift at its Trenton, Michigan engine plant, and instead of using highly automated lines, most of the work is being done by hand. The company says that this allowed them to increase production faster while costing less than an automated line. Also, this will make it easier for the company to make any engine changes in order to meet stricter fuel economy regulations. For most of Infiniti's existence, the brand was only sold in the U.S. But that changed a few years ago when the company started selling cars in Europe. And now the company is trying to reinvent itself as a global luxury brand. But Johan de Nyssen, the head of Infiniti, says they need to de-Americanize its cars in order to boost sales. Part of the plan is to offer smaller engines in Europe and on the opposite side, develop larger cars for global markets. Peugeot and Toyota will continue to collaborate on mini cars sold in Europe. Reuters reports that the next generation Citroën C1 and the Peugeot 107 will be jointly developed with the Toyota iGo and will be built on the same assembly line in the Czech Republic. We have word out of Sweden that National Electric Vehicle Sweden, the new owner of Saab, has built its first new vehicles. They are 93 models that are powered by turbocharged gas engines, but only two were built to test the newer components and to work out any bugs. Production is scheduled to start at the end of the year, and as you could guess by the new owner's name, an electric version will be coming later next year. Honda unveiled a new MPV for Asian markets, but mainly for Indonesia, where there are tiny parking spots and very uneven roads with tight turns. Called the Mobilio Prototype, it features a compact size while still offering a large interior with seating for up to 7 people, and it even has a ground clearance as high as 7.3 inches, which is in SUV territory, and is powered by a 1.5-liter 4-cylinder engine. The company will also introduce a new hatchback, called the Brio Sataya, that gets nearly 50 miles per gallon with its gasoline-powered 1.2-liter engine. Both vehicles will be built at a new plant in Indonesia that will start production in early 2014, and along with its other plant in the region, HANA expects annual production capacity of 200,000 units. Coming up next, a look at how converting fleet vehicles to run on propane can save a lot of money. Dow Automotive Systems, driving solutions in
0: automotive commercial transportation, and aftermarket with innovative products like Betamate
1: Structural Adhesives. Lighter, stronger, safer. DowBetamate.com. On AutoLine this week, the topic is all about propane. In the following clip, Edgar Benning from the Flint, Michigan, Mass Transit Authority explains how even without federal incentives, fleet operators can save a boatload of money by converting to propane. Edgar, you mentioned uh, there's a federal tax credit, 50 cents a gallon for every gallon equivalent that you use of propane and natural gas. Mm -hmm. But that only seems to get renewed every year on a yearly basis. Do the numbers still pencil if it does not get renewed? They still
0: pencil because some of the factors that must be included is the fact that on a diesel engine, we have 16 quarts of oil. On a propane engine, we only have six quarts of oil. We change it, traditionally we change those oils out at 4,000 miles. With a propane engine, it's at 7,000. Yeah, we're, we're at act- 6,000. We'd ahead. actually go higher if the manufacturer would allow us to go higher, because it's that clean. It's that clean of a, a burn taking place. So you have that benefit that comes in. So even if we were to lose that, uh, that incentive or that uh, reimbursement, to, from what we're seeing, it's still gonna be very beneficial. When the diesel fuel prices went up, uh, so, so tremendously. It cost our organization 1.5 million dollars, and we cannot afford to have that instability. So even if we have some bumps along the way, we feel this is still a winner.
1: So let me get that straight. The, the fuel, propane, burns so clean that you have to do half the oil changes. That's correct. And each oil change has half the oil than it would in a diesel engine. Absolutely. That's an extraordinary savings.
0: And, and the filters are much less the cost of those filters yeah so that's I mean you know cost. we
1: and and with us a fleet of a thousand of those and you know we, we probably want to add another thousand in the next coming year so you know we're moving that direction it's lowering our maintenance costs lowering our fuel cost you know as uh,
0: Abe said too, the cost of capital today very cheap on the leasing side of the business so
1: you know those are all things that are a helping our bottom line but be, again, just to be redundant, helping us to lower our customers' costs. Mm -hmm. Fleets certainly still do need governmental incentives at this point, especially as part of the adoption curve. I mean, this is why those incentives are out there, to help people. Why why do you need the incentives if if the savings and the the lower maintenance costs are such as they are? Well, not all companies have that hindsight, and you have to prove that case out with your, your particular fleet or maybe ensure that you're driving your vehicles long enough to pay them off. Uh, That's still a nice part of the equation that really does incent fleets to move over to these programs that state governments and federal governments are trying to encourage. Also joining John for that show is Abe Stevenson from the Dish Network and Dennis Gallagher from the Student Transportation of America. You can watch that entire show right now at our website, autoline.tv. But that's it for today's show. Thanks for watching and have a great weekend.